Welcome to the QCA Wrestle Podcast with Rob Hill and Jay Zynick. Our guest today is Boone McDermott. Thanks for joining us and enjoy the show. We're here tonight with Boone McDermott, very special guest. Uh, Boone is a uh, state champion for Dubuque Wallert High School in 2018 at 220 pounds. Uh, went to Iowa Central where he just won the national championship uh, at heavyweight this year. Uh, phenomenal season, 36-1 and one with 26 pins this year. And uh, big news yesterday came out. Uh, Boone is headed to New Jersey, going to Rutgers. So that's super cool, man. Thank you very much for joining us. We're excited to have you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, the first question I've got, uh, we, we, we all know what's going on in the world right now with this COVID uh, stuff. What have you been doing? Uh, I guess, how are you adapting to this current, you know, strange situation we're all living through? Um, you know, so it's actually kind of crazy because it stopped a lot of opportunities for me. Um, I actually ended up not being able to take all of my official visits because of it, um, which kind of sucks because, you know, I lost out on, on two op two or three opportunities to be able to go visit more programs and see what's out there. Um, but, you know, really I'm doing the same thing. I'm training hard and, you know, staying active, making sure, I'm, you know, classes have all moved online. So I'm making sure I'm doing all my schoolwork and staying on top of that and just doing what I can to stay, stay in shape and, keep getting better hey Boone uh can you tell us a little bit about your uh wrestling background and uh and any other family that you have in wrestling and how you got started so <clears throat> I actually I first started when I was in third grade <clears throat> I uh I went to a couple practices just at the local club you know we got the flyers out from the you know the the high school saying oh come to the kids club and um, I wanted to try it. I had a lot of energy and my, my parents thought it'd be great for me, a little, little easier on them. And so I actually ended up going and I, I liked it a lot. You know, I thought it was a lot of fun just to be wild and just scrap, I guess. <laughs> so instantly I fell in love with it. Um, didn't do too much there. I didn't, I don't even know if I wrestled. I think I wrestled one tournament and that was it for the year you know didn't do too many practices just kind of for fun and then um after that I kind of take it started like taking it more seriously fourth grade I, I started training all year and then um you know that was kind of when it started when I started going down to uh Jurgens down at Young Guns and um really kind of kicked off my career in wrestling um in growing up in middle school I won two AAU state titles, a bunch of USA state titles, and a few grade school state titles. I won just about all the local national tournaments in terms of dominating the Dells, Corn Cob, um, you know, a few other ones here and there. Um, I did, and after my, so I went to six, that was in six, fifth and sixth grade I did really well and then I actually got held back again because I was pretty small for my grade everyone was starting to develop a little sooner than I was and um, not to mention I wasn't I wasn't the brightest in school at the time um, and so I actually got held back again and was in sixth grade again and um, had great success throughout the year won 
all the tournaments and all that and um, was actually number one in the country at the time as well. So that was pretty cool. Um, but come around seventh grade, I tore my shoulder out and I had to stop wrestling for a period of time. And at the same time, my parents um, actually got a divorce. And so that kind of cut everything down in terms of being able to travel down to Young Guns with Eric all the time, you know, four days a week. And, um, you know, I was also going to DC Elite on the weekends here and there. So it cut pretty much all that out. Um, went into my eighth grade year, wanted to do, you know, the club wrestling for the middle school. Um, and I actually, before, before the season started, I tore, I injured my knee pretty good on a dirt bike. Yep. And so that ended that season. And so then it was, we're on to high school. Um, I actually went to Dyersville Beckman for two weeks before I went to Waller Catholic. Um, thankfully I picked Waller Catholic in the end. I'm very happy with my decision on that one. Um, I loved it there and I love the people there. Uh, but getting back into it after a two year break from not wrestling into my freshman year was tough. Is is definitely, you know, hard for me. Um, very rusty. And it, it took a couple years to get the rust off. Um, I had a decent freshman season, over 500, I think 27 wins, I think, and 14 losses or so. Um, went into my sophomore year, again, like 20-something wins and, you know, like 11 losses. And then, um, and then I actually, I was, I was a late bloomer when it came to growing up into a man. Um, I didn't hit puberty until after my sophomore season. So as my body, right after season, within a month, I had already grown an inch and put on 10 pounds. And so I knew that was, that I was starting to grow and I started to see some changes in my body. And so I started hitting the weights and just like that took off like a weed. I think I grew like six inches and like 60 pounds in a matter, you know, of like six, six or seven months. Yeah. Um, going into my junior season, I was, I was very, very excited. Um, I was bigger, I was badder and I had a way better mindset towards everything. And I, uh, I ended up going, you know, like 36 wins and like five losses or something like that. I ended up getting third at state as a junior. And that's kind of when things turned around for me in life. And I knew that, you know, I could, I could really, I could really do some things on the big, big scene if I, if I really work for it. And so, um, you know, I just went, went back to the basics, you know, just training really hard for the next <laughs> how many months, um, you know, I never took a summer off in high school ever, you know, every summer I was doing Joel Allen's iron sharpens irons camps, getting, 40 plus 40 to 50 matches every single camp live six minute matches and um you know that's a full season that's a full extra season under my belt and so um I definitely think that helped with my edge over the competition as I was getting that many more live competition matches against good competition to help me grow 
so going into my senior year, I was, I was pretty confident. I put on some more weight and I was up to, up to 220. And uh, I was pretty excited. I was, I was very excited for the year. I knew I was going to do some big things and um, I had the right mindset for it. I was finally, finally believing in myself and um, taking things seriously. And so going through that, going through my senior year, <clears throat> you know, started the year off, I think, ranked top five at 220. Um, I knew I was supposed to be ranked one, but apparently nobody else did. <laughs> and so I ended up, uh, I ended up going through about halfway through the season and I'd only suffered one loss my whole senior year. And that was to Daniel Kirkvliet, who's Penn State's next big, big fish, you know? Um, and so Halfway through the season, I actually got a chance to wrestle well, about three quarters of the way through the season. I got to wrestle Francis Dugan, who was the transfer from Pennsylvania to Iowa. And uh, he was fifth in the country at the time by flow. And so um, I had him at a home duel. <laughs> I got to wrestle him at a home duel. And, uh, you know, I, I was confident. I was confident I could beat him. And I did just that. I beat him six to zero. And then, uh, and then uh, two days later, I, I pinned him at the uh, conference finals. And after that, my life was changed. You know, um, the phone was ringing. <laughs> I can't tell you, you know, all the coaches from, you know, Division One and Division Two, Division Three, NAIA, um, everyone was everyone was calling. And, um, and that kind of really in, changed things again, you know, it's like, my life is so far has just been a bunch of switches that just keep getting flipped. And the more I realize, the better I get. And, um, and that's kind of what happened after that. I went to state tournament and pinned my way through the whole thing. Nobody in the Iowa, nobody in Iowa, my senior year scored a single point on me. Um, I went on to represent Iowa and the Dapper Dan, and that was very cool. Um, went on to get third at uh, USA Nationals and um, third at USA Nationals in folk style. And then I got third that summer in freestyle and Greco at Fargo. Um, every time, all three tournaments I lost to, lost to the champ. Um, definitely sucked, but I guess that just shows, you know, kind of where I was at. I was, you know, in that top three range because every match was close and, um, but also I, I triple crowned on the state level, you know, one freestyle in Greco state. And then, um, I also had the chance to wrestle at the Virginia beach national duels for team Kong and, um, had another big win there over, he was number five or six at the time by flow, Tyler Kurt. I ended up majoring him in the finals to clinch us the duel. And, um, <clears throat> so it was, it was awesome. You know, I was on cloud nine. I was, I was pretty, I had a, my senior year was everything I wanted it to be in more. Um, <clears throat> and that kind of leads me into, into Juco and what, what, what happened there and why I had to take that route. And, um, and, and here we are. <laughs> so, you know, um, I don't think many people know Boone, but, uh, uh, my son, uh, wrestled with you at young guns back when you're, uh, you're, fourth fifth grade years back then and uh you were actually a lightweight you're a you're a little guy back then probably what 70 80 pounds at best 
Yep, seven. I think seventy-five for a year, and then eighty-five for two years. That's what I. That's what I thought. So you know, I do have an interesting story uh, back then too, because uh, your dad would always come down to practice with you, and in, him and I would chum around and talk. You know, he's a great guy. But uh, for those that don't know your dad, I think the best way to describe him is uh, the actor uh, Michael Chiklis um, that played uh, in Fantastic Four: The Thing. I don't know if you, if you know, he's got a little scratchy voice, but he would always sit next to me. And this back in the day when Jurgens was, he was hardcore. I mean, oh, you yeah. got talk, you got talk, your phone rang, went, rang, you get kicked out of the room. You're talking too loud, you get kicked out of the room. And I'd sit next to your dad and he's got that scratchy, really rough voice. And he'd be talking to me, telling me stories. Next thing I know, Jurgens would look over us and boom, we get kicked out of the room. I'm like, ah, oh, dude, come on now. He'd just be laughing the whole way out of there. Just it was like his uh, his key every time we'd have that practice. See if he can get me booted out, and I'd be like, "I didn't say anything, Jergens," and he'd just be laughing, going out. I'd be like, oh, "I'm out again." Oh yeah, yeah. big dad, big family. They made a lasting impression because when I uh, started bringing my sons down to Young Guns, every time I came in, Jay was like, "Rob, shh, shh, you gotta be quiet. Eric's gonna get mad." So. <laughs> yeah yep hey Boone uh you, amazing story one thing I wanted to ask uh so what weight did you wrestle your sophomore year so I'll start at the beginning so freshman year I wrestled one 126 and 132 okay. and then sophomore year I wrestled 152 and then junior year I wrestled 182 and then senior year I wrestled 220 gotcha unbelievable growth man that's that is that's wild that's cool uh and it obviously sorry it's crazy because um i'm i'm the giant of the family um you know (laughs) jay you know my dad he's short he's like five seven i believe my mom was right right around there too um everyone in my family is you know under five ten just about and I'm six three. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where it came from, but um, I got blessed with height. That's for sure. Yeah. Yep. I I remember the first time I saw you after your growth spurt. You came up behind me and put your hand on my shoulder. I'm like, uh oh, I don't know who this guy is. <laughs> and dude, I'm like, oh, that's Boone. He's just, you know, eight inches bigger than what I remember him. <laughs> so Boone, um, you 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 had an amazing senior season um obviously free uh, folk style but then freestyle and greco as well um how much freco did you do growing up i actually did youth wrestling i only did one summer of freestyle and greco and that was it and even then i i trained it very little um but the little i did train and, and learn um was was everything that i that i needed to know and um i i was taught by you know eric and also um ray brinzer i don't know if if you know who that is but old old wrestling legend um so i learned i wrestled you know for about one season you know and we really only practiced it for maybe a month a month beforehand um i actually went uh went to Northern Plains, and this is a good story. Went to Northern Plains, stepped on the scales, <clears throat> I was over. I was like point, point 0.4 over, okay? 
I throw the sweats on, go run, you know, start running. I couldn't believe I was 0.4 over because when we got to the hotel and I checked my weight on my scale, I was right on. So I was like, oh, perfect. You know, I'm just going to sit here and chill. And so I got the sweats on, I'm running, I'm freaking out. My parents are freaking out because there's like 10 minutes left till, till weigh-ins or whatever. I take my stuff off when they're calling last call for the scales. I go and get on the scale. It says 85 on the dot, right? Multiple people saw it. My dad was right there, 85 on the dot. I, I move, I just shudder. My body shudders, whatever. I'm on the scale and I just, I draft a little bit. It goes up to 0.1 and then back down to 0.0. The guy there at the scale, I don't know what he had against me, but he said, nope, it said 0.1 over. You blew away. Oh. And that was the first, yeah. and, first time I ever blew weight in my entire life. Um, it was horrible. But thankfully, the rules then, or I don't know if they still are, um, if you blew weight, you, got, you just got put up into the next weight bracket if you wanted to. So I actually ended up wrestling 90 pounds, even though I cut for 85. <laughs> and so um, I won Northern Plains in I won the I won the freestyle, and I got third in Greco, and uh, made it. Went to nationals. Um, I got to have a pretty cool experience. I went down there with the the West brothers, Drew and Bryce, mm-hmm. and uh, longtime family friends, and we went down there. Um, I ended up taking fifth at nationals in freestyle, and. I actually got second in Greco. I lost to the Colton Schultz. Wow. Okay. Okay. Oh. Big name now in the Greco scene. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And um, and that was actually the most controversial match of the whole tournament because he had already had a lot of great success in in Greco, and so everybody everybody knew he who he was except for me. I just started doing that stuff. I didn't know who he was. I didn't care. And it was back when, you know, you had the three periods and you had to win two of the periods. And I win, I go out there, I win the first period pretty easily. Second period, um, he beats me. Third period, he's up by one. Um, I throw, there's like 15 seconds left. I throw a seat, I got an underhook, I jack it to a seatbelt, and I, I throw a very clean hip toss. Should have been called for a five and the refs all stopped the match because two of the refs confirmed it. Right. And it was it. That was it. I knew I won right then. And the ref that one ref stopped it. He said, no, no, no. He went over, talked to the other refs with Schultz's dad talking to him as well. And they come back, said, I used my leg to throw him. He said I threw him over my leg and took my points away, gave him, gave him one for, a, you know, a leg violation, point infraction, and, uh, and I lost. <laughs> and then I never did freestyle Greco again until my senior year, never trained it ever again. So I've got about a month of training total. <laughs> wow. So um, we kind of left it off, uh, Boone, uh, right when you entered into Iowa Central. Tell us a little bit about your last two seasons you had there and, uh, you know, just adjustments you had to make going from high school into the college scene. Yeah. So, um, 
looking back on it now, um, I'm super, super thankful and super grateful for Iowa Central. Um, you know, I feel, I feel if I would have went D1 right away, I wouldn't have been ready for it at all, you know, in terms of, of school and training. Um, going to Iowa Central my first year, um, I redshirted and I, one of the primary reasons I redshirted is because I really wanted to focus on my school first. Um, you know, that was the reason I was there is because uh, I messed up in high school. I didn't, I just didn't, didn't do the things I needed to do and didn't do my homework and, you know, was lazy. I was lazy in high school and I didn't, didn't listen to my dad when it came to, you know, oh, do your homework. And I just never really listened. And um, so that's how I ended up there in the first place was just, you know, not doing my work. And um, so I, uh, I actually, I turned that around completely. You know, I, I went into college and someone once told me that, you know, your first semester of college is your most important that sets the tone for your rest of your college career and um you know I took that and I I held on to that pretty tight and I you know I grinded it out and that first semester was tough it was really tough you know doing all my homework going to all my classes um you know then wrestling on top of that the training at Iowa Central is just insane you know <laughs> they're but they're tough for a reason that's why you know they're they're very tough and coach Moffat does a great job at getting guys tough um but it was it was hard for me my freshman year was hard not only because school was tough and I was just learning the adjustments of actually participating in it um but also you know redshirting um if anyone who knows me knows that I love to be in the spotlight and I love to, I love to represent the school that I'm at. And just, I take a lot of pride in that. And, um, it was, it was pretty hard, you know, it was, it was really hard and really depressing, honestly, to, to have to sit on the side and especially, you know, I was in the room and I was beating all the heavyweights that we had. And, um, it, it sucked. It sucked sitting back and watching from the side, but, I knew I knew it was part of part of the game plan and part of the master plan to get to where I am and it was definitely worth it. Um but I closed out my 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 freshman year and um through the season I wrestled um at a few opens here and there. I think I only had two or three losses. Um I and I I I the only excuse I have for that is that I was undersized. Um, I actually lost a bunch of weight <clears throat> before a season just because I wasn't used to the intense training um, from high school. You know, high school is pretty easy compared to what college is, and I wasn't ready for that. And I actually got went down to about 205 to 210 the whole season. And uh, I was relentless. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go down to 97. I wouldn't let it happen. <laughs> My coach begged me and pleaded me to go down to 97 because – you know, I was wrestling some big boys, those heavyweights, and uh, and I wouldn't do it. I, I knew I was a heavyweight. I just had to fill up. And so after my uh, after my my season, I started lifting again and started making good habits with that. Um, you know, back to the basics, same, same lifts as high school. Everything was the same. It's just a little bit more intense this time. And I got, I got big. I got, I got real big. I, I think I hit upper upwards of 255 before season so 
that brings me into this year. Um, came in the season at around 255 and uh, ended up by the end of season being down to around 235 at nationals. <clears throat> and it's funny because when Luke Moffat was recruiting me, he told me I was big enough to wrestle right away because he didn't want me to redshirt because he never lets anybody redshirt ever. And so he wanted me, he's like, oh, you're big enough where you are. And uh, I didn't believe him. He's like, Kane Velasquez won a title for us at 235 pounds. And I thought it was hilarious when I weighed in at nationals 235 both times. <laughs> I mean, I, he, yeah. uh, that was one of the first things he told me. And uh, I'm sure he won't let me live that down. But, um, you know, I had, I had a lot of great success this season. I came in this year with a totally different mindset and a totally different attitude than I've ever had before. And, um, you know, I think that was the difference between, between me and, and obviously all of the rest of my competition. Um, I won all the opens I wrestled in, except for the Harold Nichols. I lost to you and I's Carter Isley. I lost two to one. Um, very good match, <laughs> but unfortunately, uh, I wish that match would have happened later in the season, just because that match came very early in the season. I think it was our first, first or second open, you know, first or second week of actual competition. So, you know, the gas tank wasn't really there. I was still a little out of shape and not where I needed to be. But <clears throat> ended up, uh, yeah, I won. I won a few more opens. Um, the Grandview Open, I won that two years in a row. I won the uh, Rochester Open. I won the BVU Open. Um, I don't know. I'm sure there's another, some I'm missing. But <laughs> um, other than that, I had a very, very good season. Um, went into season, I uh, don't think I was ranked at all in the initial rankings for the preseason rankings. Um, and that was because I redshirted. It is what it is, you know got to go off the criteria stuff. And so wasn't ranked uh, second set of rankings. I ended up getting in at eighth. <laughs> I got in at eighth and uh, I was, I was, I was pissed. <laughs> Cause I knew. What, what did you think when you saw that? Yeah. That's I'm sure that was a little motivating. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, well, and it just like ultra motivating too, because it was almost like, you know, uh, it was almost like deja vu, you know, from high school, my senior year, they put me ranked fifth. And I was like, oh, that's weird. I know I'm ranked one, but somehow nobody else knows. <laughs> yep. So going on with the season, um, I, I didn't really get to see too many of the top ranked guys until um, January. I got to see the number one ranked kid. Um, down at the uh, NEO duels and it was a lot of fun. <laughs> so I actually was sick that whole weekend. I was good when we got there and that night being a heavyweight and buying into the heavyweight shenanigans, I ordered pizza. <laughs> and, um, the delivery driver though, he gave it to me like oh are you guys from Iowa and I said yeah he said I said uh, he's like oh you, you're gonna wrestle NEO he's like you think you're gonna win and you know I said yeah naturally I was like oh yeah like not even close and 
he goes, huh, well, good luck with that, and then walks away. The next day, we go through weigh-ins, and I'm, I'm not feeling the greatest. <laughs> I'm not feeling good at all. <laughs> After weigh-ins are over, I'm in the bathroom puking for like 30 minutes. And then we go out. I put my shoes on to go warm up. And I was like, I get start to warm up. Had to run to the bathroom and puke my guts out. I couldn't hold any water even. I couldn't hold anything down. And um, it was like that for about half the day. And um, a teammate, um, very good family friends of ours, they uh, the parents were there because they're from Oklahoma and they ran out and got me, you know, saltine crackers, Pepto Bismol, Tylenol, ibuprofen, Sprite, you know, just everything. And but that was after I had the match with um with the number one kid so Landon Brown from Western Wyoming was ranked number one he was um he got third last year and at at, uh the national tournament for JUCOs and so I was excited but I was also sick (laughs) and so um before my match I I was laying on the ground I couldn't warm up because I didn't have anything in me and I thought I was going to die. So I was laying on the ground and somebody go, boom, you're up. And I got up and I almost went right back down. I was lightheaded. It wasn't, it wasn't fun. Um, my coach looked at me. He goes, Hey, I don't care if you're sick. You better go out there and win. And then, uh, I smacked myself in the face a, f- a few hard times and I went out there and I ended up beating them, um, 12 to three, I think, um, wasn't close at all. And um, that's kind of when I was able to put my name out there that, hey, <laughs> Boone McDermott's here and, um, you know, you all should be pretty worried. And um, it, was, it was awesome. And then I, yeah. And so I ended up got, I got to face him again a couple weeks later. Um, I ended up pinning him. And so that just kind of, that's what really put me up at rank number one. Um, going into, going into nationals, um, I knew I was going to win. <laughs> I think um, I had done enough damage to most of the top guys at that point to where everyone kind of knew like, Hey, you know, this kid's, this kid's going to win this. And uh, I was very confident. And so in my first four matches, I pinned all of them in a combined time of three minutes and 20 seconds, um, went into the finals and won my match four to zero very, very one-sided, very controlled. And, um, you know, that was a match that at the beginning of the year I had wrestled because I ended up wrestling the same kid that I had in the finals uh, like four or five times throughout the season. And, you know, when you wrestle somebody that many times, they obviously start to learn what you do and, and know how you wrestle and you get used to each other. So the margins get closer and closer. So great competitor though. Um, you know, I loved, loved dressing him every time he always put up a great fight and had a great attitude and, um, you know, always went in there looking to win the match, never just giving up like most of the guys that wrestled. And I won my national title. Um, it was awesome. You know, that's, I felt the moment I, I won, you know, I just, I felt a sense of, uh, I don't even know fulfillment, you know, it's just like, even though it is 
you know, only a JUCO title, some people don't understand that, hey, that's, it's still a collegiate title and, you know, it still holds just as much value, um, you know, in terms of being a national title. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's, I feel like JUCO gets a bad, you know, a very bad stigma put on it. And um, that sucks. <laughs> it sucks a lot. Um, I always have people, you know, oh, it's JUCO and oh, you're a JUCO kid. And um, people really don't understand that, like, a lot of great, great wrestlers and, and fighters and athletes have come out of JUCOs. For sure. You know, we've in the last, what, two years, you've had two Iowa Central alumni alone make the world teams. You know, national champs from out, you had Joe Cologne and Pat Downey. That's just in the last two years. I mean, we we had, you know, Kane Velasquez, John Jones, Colby Covington, you know, three of the top fighters in in UFC period. And so um but yeah, so I was, you know, it felt good because even better though, because you know my whole life had been to work towards, you know, the high school state title. That's what it was all about. Oh, I want to win, you know, four, four high school state titles. It was always about the high school state title. And so I was really just fulfilled and proud of myself that, you know, I went out there and I won a national title and the feeling was honestly even better than the state title because to me, you know, after wanting just a state title my whole life, anything past that is just, you know, even better. It doesn't stop. And obviously my mindset's changed now because I've always wanted to, you know, win a division one national title. And so it's, you know, it's back to the primary focus. I'm not as, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing what I got to do to, to win it. And I'm going to keep, keep my head where it needs to be. Um, but yeah, so had a great season, won a national title, and um, yeah, it was a great year. Yeah, heck yeah. I'll say, um, I think at every level, winning a national title is incredibly impressive. We, um, a couple of weeks ago, we talked to Paul Bradley, former Iowa wrestler. Um, he's currently at Queens University in North Carolina. He talked about um, how he's getting, he's recruiting JUCO kids to come over where he at, he's at, they're D2. And he said, yeah, they're JUCO kids, but you could argue that sometimes JUCO is tougher than, tougher than Division II, and, and some brackets equal to Division I, you know, some of the kids. And I'd say that you, um, from what I've seen, it, you, you're a D1 kid who, 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 due to a couple things that you talked about, I appreciate you opening up about it, um, you went JUCO for now, and now, and now you're, you know, you had a good experience there, and you're, and you're sort of, if you will, like riding your ship. And now you're going back to, you know, you'll be D1 and that's where, that's, that's where you belong, I think. I think that the, you, you've believed that the whole time and, and I think it's showing, so that's really cool. I think a lot of young kids can learn from your story. So I, I really appreciate you telling that. Yeah, um, well, I mean, if, you know, the thing I would tell young kids, you know, is one, for the younger kids who, you know, who are just entering high school or middle school or, you know, freshmen in high school or sophomores, the younger ones, you know, do your homework. <laughs> Trust me. It's, it bites you in the ass in the end if you don't. And, you know, do your homework, go to class, 
have great relationships with your teachers because then they'll always help you when you need it. Um, listen to your parents. <laughs> listen to your parents for sure. Um, but, you know, for the kids that, you know, are kind of in the same situation I was in, didn't, you know, your grades aren't, aren't, aren't very hot and you want to keep wrestling and, you know, or you're, you're already good at wrestling and, and you want to take it to the next level, but you can't because of your grades. Don't be afraid to go JUCO by any means, by any means. I think JUCO, I think more people need to go JUCO. Um, you know, it gives you a chance to learn how to do college the right way and how to do things in, in the right ways and um, in, on a sh smaller scale. And, and it really prepares you for the big universities. Um, I don't know. That's just my take on it, though. Um, some people might think otherwise. But uh, yeah, I definitely, I definitely think, you know, a lot more kids should enter JUCO. Um, to, it opens your horizon on your, on your opportunities as well. And, um, but yeah, so do your homework and, uh, <laughs> you know, listen to your parents. <laughs> Great advice. Great advice. If you're going to a JUCO, you got to go to Iowa Central. You have to. It's just <laughs> One of the best, for sure, for sure. Hey, so really good advice, Boone. Thank you for that. Um, with a little, I'm going to ask for a little more advice. With our current situation, everyone's quarantined. Nobody can get into the wrestling room. What should kids be doing right now to get better at wrestling? Um, one of the, you know, apart from, you know, stance and motion, obviously you can do unlimited stance and motion anywhere. You can do it in your backyard. You can do it in your room, your living room, on your bed. It doesn't matter. You can do stance and motion everywhere. Um, but the big thing that's so overlooked in wrestling as a whole um, at all levels, even, even collegiate is really watching wrestling and studying it. Hey guys, I had some internet issues and lost the rest of that portion. We're going to pick up with the rest of the discussion here. When Boone's out on the mat, it's he, basically, you might, he's got a great name, Boone, for wrestler, but I just always called him Showtime, man. It was like, I just, I would tell my friends, just, hey, shut up, don't talk to me. I'm like, well, it's not even a wrestler. I go, I know, but something entertaining is going to come out of this. So. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny that you say that because uh, I forgot about that. But, like, that's my, like, that's my thing. That's what I like to do. Um, I like to put on a show, um, especially, like, you know, home duels or, or, or duels in my town or, like, you know, if it's, like, a state thing. Like, whoever I'm representing, every match I go out there, I get to, I get to represent, you know, the school I'm at, you know. So, like, for Iowa Central, I got to – I get to represent them and – um, every match I wanted, I wanted to put on a show for, for everyone watching, you know, whether it was online or in person. Um, I just, I, I like to, I like to make the people happy and give them something fun to watch. Not just a, another boring heavyweight match. Yeah. It's but, always entertaining when you step foot on it, man. And actually that may be one of my questions <laughs> is about, about your decision to go to Rutgers. Um, it may make sense your Showtime status. Uh, Pat Downey's out there, and and he sort of reminds me of the kind of guy who likes to put on a little bit of a show as well. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. So um, I've I've never actually met Pat Downey, which I don't know how I haven't yet, but I haven't. Um, I'm very excited too. I feel like me and him are gonna 
get, a, get along great. And I'm excited to especially have him as a training partner. Um, you know, he trains out of NJRTC, so he's in the room here and there, whatever, however much he, he's supposed to be. And so um, I'm excited for that opportunity. You know, it's not it's not a, it's not every situation where you get to wrestle with, with a USA world team member as much as you want. Yeah, that's crazy. So, Boone, tell us, I mean, uh, I know because of the COVID, your chances to go visit colleges really got narrowed down. But, I mean, what made uh, uh, Rutgers, I mean, just be the boom, the jump out one that you're like, this is this feels right. This is home. Um, so, you know, I had I had already taken a visit to Oregon State. I took that in October. Um, I had taken a visit to Northern Illinois in December, and then I got to take my Rutgers visit in February, about mid-February, I think, and um, my, my next two visits for Purdue and Fresno State were scheduled for the two weeks the week was supposed to be. Oh, it's supposed to be okay. It was supposed to be the weekend of uh, after D ones, I think. Weekend, I think that yeah. The, so the two weekends is back to back weekends or whatever after D ones. Mm-hmm. The whole coronavirus thing happened. Couldn't take those two visits, and I was upset. The recruiting man got put out to the 15th and um, I was, you know, okay, well, I still want to take him pretty bad and, you know, I'll just slow things down. And um, I explained that to all the coaches and all of them were cool with it. You know, it's a unique situation and kind of got to go with the flow on it. And then uh, once they released an update saying they were going to push the recruiting ban till May 31st, I said, okay, it's time to, it's time to do what I can to, you know, find out and do as much as I can with these, with, you know, the schools I haven't visited to, to get, get the decision done because, you know, May, May 31st, that's, that's a long time away. And um, that's late. You know, I want to, I want to get rolling on things and um, I'm just excited. I'm excited to, to finally be in this position. And so really, really what sold it for me on Rutgers was, you know, the coaches and, and the team, um, you know, immediately I love the attitude of the coaches and the team and just the mentality and motivation all of them have. Um, not to mention it's a very young team and uh, I'm, I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited for what, what we're going to become. And um, it's so nice by the way, to also finally be able to say that about a team, like, oh, what we're going to become. It's not just a thing like, oh, you know. So, um, but another thing that really drew me in was um, the atmosphere behind, you know, just there in general when it comes to wrestling. You know, they get, you know, their average numbers are 5,000 per per dual meet. I mean, I've, I've never wrestled enough many people in my entire life, except for state, you know, is whatever thought you know 16,000 or whatever but even then I only had probably you know what 50 to 100 cheering for me and so it was 
it, it it's crazy to think, you know, that I'm going to have 5,000 plus people cheering for me, you know, mm-hmm. and um, I really love how passionate the, the school and the supporters and just New Jersey is of, of the wrestling program in Rutgers. And um, they really, really just excited me. And I really want to be a part of that. I want to be a part of that culture and I want to be a part of, of, of this team that's, you know, on the rise and, and ready to start doing big things. And um, I want to, I want to be an influencer, a leader. And, um, but yeah, so really the atmosphere and just the immediate connection to the team and the coaches was just awesome. Already a, a top 25 team this year. And, uh, and like you said, very young, Big addition at heavyweight coming in. I mean, I, I think that Rutgers is definitely on the upswing. Looking at sort of the where, where um, the lineup sort of looks right now, it looks to me like you could probably – you have a chance of making an immediate impact. Um, what are sort of your expectations going – moving out there? What are your thoughts? You know, um, because I did take the JUCO route, obviously my competition was not – not really big 10 filled. So um, I've got a lot of catching up to do, you know, and um, not in a bad way, you know, I'm excited. I'm excited to learn and and grow and use all the resources I'm going to be given and offered at a a D one institution. And, you know, let alone big 10. I'm just, I'm so excited to get out there and, and learn and get better. And um, you know, as expectations go, I expect myself to, to, to be better and achieve, achieve success. You know, I'm my whole life. I've prided myself on, Hey, I'm a winner and I'm not okay with losing, you know? So I'm definitely going to just do what I've been doing and do whatever I can to, to win, (laughs) you know? And, um, I mean, I'm just, yeah, I'm so excited. I can't even speak. I'm just so happy that I have this opportunity to wrestle in the big 10 at that, um, you know, the competition in big 10 is just unreal, especially at heavyweight, you know, <laughs> I mean, and how many, how many duels Rutgers has with some of those top teams that have those top heavyweights um, has me just beyond happy, beyond happy that I finally am going to get that exposure and um, that I'm going to get those big matches and that I'm going to be able to learn from them and, and get better and, you know, I see, I see a Division One national title in my future. <laughs> yeah, love it, love it. We're gonna have to talk to you after that. Well, hopefully a lot before that also. But after you win your, your uh, title, we gotta have you back on for sure. <laughs> of course, of course. So Boone, I'm gonna go back, um, back in time, a little darker time for you here too. Okay, um, I and I don't think. Uh, a lot of wrestlers, a lot of people understand, man, you've had to go through a lot of obstacles in your life to, to get where you're at right now. Um, you know, and I don't think a lot of people understand. Back in high school, um, your mom unexpectedly passed away. Uh, who were some of the people that, you know, that you leaned on, your coaches or anything like that, that, uh, I mean, how did you get through something, you know, that traumatic? And then, once again, excel, find another gear just to improve yourself, not only as a person, but uh, as a wrestler. Yeah. So, um, it sounds, it sounds weird, but you know, the experience I had through, through it, it was, um, 
it was, you know, uh, a blessing and a curse, you know, it was the worst thing ever. Um, you know, me and my mom were, were so close. And so, um, I took it, I took it hard, obviously, you know, and it was, it was really, it was really tough. And that was, you know, the, the darkest time in my life for sure. Um, it happened, I think uh, it happened in April of my freshman year. So just before school is over and, um, you know, it, it took me, it took me the whole next year to really, really say, Hey, you know, I, I, I mean, I went through sophomore year, just kind of rolling with the punches. That was, I think sophomore year overall was just the worst year probably of my life. Um, you know, I was depressed and wasn't, wasn't happy in life is just, is recovery, you know, it's just recovery in a way. And, um, you know, my coaches, Joel Allen and, and Jeremy Buffelli were just beyond, beyond the best, you know, they helped me so much get through that. And, um, not to mention, obviously all, of, all of my friends that I had at school were, were helping me one in particular, um, her name's Lily Jackson. She's one of my best friends. And, uh, you know, she really, really helped me and <clears throat> helped me get through that time as well. And obviously my family, you know, I've, I spent a lot of time with my family and a lot of time, a lot of time growing up with my family. And so um, it hit us pretty hard. You know, we're a very tight, very close family, you know that. And so it was like, it it, it was, you know, earth shattering to us. And so um, really though, like I was saying, it, it was, it was a blessing, a blessing and a curse. Um, curse because it sucked you know <laughs> I lost my mom and um it's not so, she's not something I took for granted but looking back on it um you know a lot of people do take their 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 parents in general for granted and um I think everybody needs to appreciate their parents a little bit more and you know you know the saying you, you never know what you have until you lose it and um but but I'm thankful in that I found the opportunity in the bad times. Um, once I stopped being, being a baby, you know, I, uh, that was my, after my sophomore year, I, uh, that's when I started to lift weights and grow. My body was growing. I was entering a new stage in my life and, um, it really all happened, happened in, in, you know, like one, one day I just, I remember this, I remember the day too. I just, I woke up and I thought about it and I just, I wasn't happy with where I was at. I was not, I was not okay with it either. I was raised better than that. And um, I wanted to make a change and I said, Hey, I'm sick of being a loser. Let's, let's do what I can to be a winner. And um, you know, I, I had to grow up really fast. I had to grow up really fast. You know, I was a freshman and um, you know, losing your mom's no easy task. And I've got, you know, two younger siblings and two older siblings and, you know, the younger ones, I, I, I played a big role in, you know, helping them make sure they were getting to school, doing their homework, making sure the meals were getting made because my dad had to work full time, you know, just to make ends meet. And so um, I had to grow up pretty fast and, and essentially become, you know, the mother of the family. And um, I was more than okay with it. I think that helped me really mature as a person and really gives me an edge over a lot of a lot of my competition um you know I learned I learned learned how to grow up and how to how to be a little bit mentally mentally crazy and um 
<clears throat> that's helped me a lot in my career. And um, yeah, it was, it was tough. And, but I look back on it and, you know, we wouldn't be having this conversation if that didn't happen, you know? And so I'm, I'm forever, forever, you know, in pain because of it, but also I'm forever thankful that I was able to somehow, <laughs> somehow find the light in the dark. And um, yeah, that's kind of a little background on that. Um, just uh, appreciate your parents, you know. <laughs> oh, I, I, I can tell you that your mom's smiling down at you and, and has got to be so pleased at, at uh, where you came from and, and where you're at right now and the stuff you're doing. Boone. So keep it up, brother. You've touched on this a little bit already. You've got an amazing story, Boone. You, you have a lot of young wrestlers that look up to you, for sure. If you could give them any advice, what would it be? Um, you know, I've, I've said this already, and I'm, I'm going to say it again because I think it's, it's the biggest thing um, is, is really, you know, listen to your parents. Because regardless of how much, you know, it might seem like they're saying something, you know, you don't want to hear – everything your parents say is for a reason and it's usually because they've already been there and done that <laughs> they've already had the experience you know that's why they're a parent and um you know really listen to your parents is a big one you know stay focused um yeah wrestling wrestling has its fun times but you got to be able to <clears throat> balance you know play time and, and work time um never, never, never stop having goals. Um, you know, my goal was a state title. And after that it was, you know, D one, I wanted to go D one. Well, okay. I had to take a little, a little route to Juco. Well, guess what? New goal, Juco national title, and then D one. And here we are now we're, we're at that stage. I'm, I'm at D one now, next goal, all American status, all American national champ. And, um, never stop selling, never stop creating goals. And, um, always remember no one, no one feels sorry for you. <laughs> no one ever is going to feel sorry for you. Not your opponent, not the competition, not your, nobody, you know, you gotta, <clears throat> you really gotta remember that it's you, you know, you, you can only cheat yourself in those workouts and those exercises and everything, you know, you, you make yourself better. And, um, last thing I would leave them with is school make sure make sure you really focus hard and try in school because as much as you might hear people tell you you know oh school you know high school is not that important high school is the most important you know that is where you start to experience your first stages of becoming an adult and independent and it comes with a lot of responsibility so always make sure you're going to class and you're always <clears throat> doing your homework, um, studying, asking teachers for help, creating good relationships with your teachers, because it'll go a lot more than past high school. Um, and if you're in a situation where you're not sure <clears throat> what you need to do for college, you can always go to Iowa Central because Luke Moffitt would love to have you, and I guarantee you'll succeed there. <laughs> hey, Boone, uh, 
I know you've had a ton of big matches, uh, uh, you know, in your career. How do you prepare yourself mentally for them? And do you have any rituals that you uh, set up before the matches? Um, I don't believe in those. I don't believe in rituals, and I don't believe in lucky socks. Um, mainly, you know, you know what I believe in? I believe in myself. I believe in my training. I believe in, you know, my dedication to the craft and to where I'm confident enough that um, I'm going to go out there and um, I'm going to wrestle my match. You know, that's, that's the biggest thing for me is nothing changes. Um, you know, my dad said it since, since I was, since I first started, started wrestling and, and really it goes towards everything in life. You know, he would always say, what's the difference between this little JV tournament match and the Olympics? And there's no difference every match is equally important because it's another match. It's another opportunity to win and, and to try and to succeed. And so, you know, for big matches, I go in there with the same mindset as small matches. Yeah. The nerves are a little different, but it's always good nerves. You know, it's always confidence. I always, I always portray confidence no matter who I'm wrestling, where or when, no matter what the circumstances are, um, I'm always going to go out there and wrestle my match um, I'm a firm believer in, you know, you create your own luck. So I don't believe in, you know, I know plenty of people who have, Oh, I'm going to wear my lucky underwear, my lucky shoes, lucky socks. And, um, that's, you create your own luck, you know? And so, um, yeah, no, I don't have any of that. I just, I go in and I, I, I do my thing and I put on a show. That's the goal. Yeah. Hey, uh, speaking of that, who who would you say is the toughest match you've ever wrestled and why? Ooh, that's a good one. Okay. Um, <clears throat> the toughest match I ever wrestled. I'll say probably probably the toughest, toughest match. Um, toughest match I ever had. I mean, I didn't win it, but um, definitely – one of my all-time favorite matches. Um, for it's going to be for obvious reasons, but my junior year, um, the second match I had with Max Lyon. Yep, that was definitely one of my favorite matches of all time because me and Max had known each other, um, you know since I kind of first got into wrestling and, you know, I kind of saw him here and there. And so, um, you know, it was, it was, it was like the, the final meetup of friends, you know, and um, I lost, I lost by a decision and um, you know, it was, it was a tough match though. It was, it was a dog fight. And that was a, you know, kind of a turning point as well for me that, Hey, you know, I'm rolling, I'm, I'm keeping this margin pretty close with a state champ. You know, I'm I'm right there, and um, but yeah, that was definitely one of the toughest matches because, um, you know, he's he's hard, he's a tough competitor, and he's hard. <laughs> he's a good, great wrestler, and um, but definitely, definitely, probably one of the toughest and you know, favorite match of all time. Sure, that's a good one, uh, fellow Dubuque guy, and uh, also fellow Big Ten wrestler. So that's pretty, yeah. that's a cool one, yeah. Okay, Boone, we are to our OT sudden death questions. Are you ready? I'm ready. What does okay. that mean? <laughs> uh, theoretically, so the theory was they were going to be faster paced, 
that that really doesn't seem to be the case because if 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 somebody talks about their favorite wrestling movie and I haven't heard of it, then I always ask, "Hey, can you tell me about that?" So it's not really faster at all. But <laughs> that was. Well, I'll weird. try my best to like answer quick. Uh, it, 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 yeah, we're good either way. Okay. All right. So, favorite wrestling movie? Vision Quest. Love it. Uh, favorite superhero? I never really watched watched those movies. Um, Superman. Love it. Love it. Man of Steel. Jay Zimet's a big superhero guy, so I think that's this is that's one of his questions. <laughs> uh, okay. So, favorite wrestling match that you've seen of all time? Uh, Kerry Colat versus Mark Ironside. Love it. Great one. And that all-star duel. Uh, favorite food? Steak. Ribeye. Ribeye. Love it. And is there any place in Dubuque that you, uh, that you want to plug right now? What's your favorite restaurant in that area? I'd have to say Brazen. Brazen Bar and Grill. Definitely the best best restaurant in the entire county very good i'll have to check it out next time i'm in the area sure all right boone uh we got uh big uh championships times coming up here shortly Jaden cox or kyle snyder who's gonna win the spot okay so i'm gonna get hate for this i'm a kyle <laughs> snyder fan okay but um you know, I think I think Kyle is having troubles when it comes to beating Saj Alive now. Um, <clears throat> even though the last match was kind of, you know, he got caught in a in a he got caught in a move, you know, and it ended pretty quickly. I think if there's anybody that can really really beat Saj Alive in in a bad way, it's it's gonna be Cox. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take Cox on that one. It'll be a good one. It'll be a good one. Have you watched Tiger King yet? I have. I have. I loved it. I loved it. It was great. Yeah. I've actually watched it uh, maybe twice all the way through now, I want to say. It's, there's nothing better out there, I don't think. Like, it's crazy. I mean, I, I have to. I mean, there's, there's Tiger King, and then there's the Whites of Boone County, West Virginia. Those are probably the two wildest and best shows I can think of. Love it. Love it. Did Carol, did Carol kill her husband? Carol Baskin killed her husband. No about it. <laughs> He's tiger dung right now, huh? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, boy, how am I going to follow that one up? Okay. Uh, what was the longest go you've ever had uh, wrestling someone in practice, Boone? Uh, who was it and where? It was at Iowa Central last year, my freshman year, and it was with Gunner Cash, and we were doing a 100-point match. So it was first one to 100 points, and then you get to, get, to, get to jog and run until everybody else is done. And I think that match took around an hour and 15 minutes. Yeah. And I won a hundred to one. <laughs> Pretty dominant. Pretty dominant. <laughs> uh, favorite vacation destination. Um, 
You know, I've never really been on a vacation before, but if I had to pick somewhere that I've already been for some sort of event, I would have to pick Bulgaria. It would be... When did you go to Bulgaria? Um, I went there in between my sophomore and junior year. Okay. Yep. I had the opportunity to go over there and wrestle with a bunch of the bunch of the top clubs in in the in the country and um I mean we we traveled the whole country too and we were there for around 2 weeks and it was it was awesome. Um but it would have to be I'm trying to think the town or the the city or whatever. It would have been the mountains so it was a town and it was in the mountains. And the mountains are there are really hilly and they're beautiful. It's so beautiful. Um, Veliko Tarnovo is what it was called. Okay. Okay. It was definitely my, my favorite, favorite destination. Those are called wrestling vacations. Uh, my daughters are getting tired of taking them with my son. So, <laughs> all right. Uh, what's your favorite wrestling style? I'm going to get hate on for this, but um, no, you know what? No, I'm going to, I love, I love folk style. I love the fact that I can ride somebody out for as long as I can put them down on the mat for. I love that. I love, um, I love just putting people on the mat and not letting them get up. Um, we called it at Iowa Central topping them off. We had top guys off. So it was, I love that. There's no better feeling than, you know, having <laughs> five plus minutes of riding time. Sure. But you were tempted with the, by the high pace of freestyle, I think. <laughs> um, well, yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's pretty equal among all of them because I love, you know, everything about all of them. I love that in folk style, I can ride somebody. I love that in freestyle, you know, it's it's different points and scoring system and i love that in greco it's only bombs and i get to throw people on their heads only oh sweet you know so it's like and then you know if i had to pick between you know international or just folk style it's tough because i like folk style because um you know it's 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 a lot more technical and a lot more um a lot more things go into it whereas but freestyle Greco, you know, Greco, you, you get a, you don't have to worry about your legs. And then you get, you know, both of them, you get a break in between. There's only two periods. I mean, come on. <laughs> yep, yep. But I just, I love them all. I love them all equal. And um, I'll continue to do all of them equal until my body can't. <laughs> uh, what is your, the, your favorite quote to live by? Um. I've got two of them. Is that okay? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So the first one <clears throat> is, um, it's really sentimental to me. Um, it's something I live by every day of my life. And I think about it every day of my life. And um, it's something my mom used to tell me every day. She'd start the day off by live today because you never promise tomorrow. And so, um, you know, I live every day to the fullest and, um, whether that be just getting better at something every day or 
you know, never, never, never living with regrets in that tense, you know, always, always just enjoy the moment and uh, never take anything for granted, I guess. So that's definitely my, my quote that I live by. Um, Another one would probably have to be, it is what it is. Um, I love, I love that quote because one of how simple it is and two, because of how, how it covers, you know, everything, um, you know, it is what it is. And, uh, you know, it's up for in, in anyone's interpretation. It doesn't really say what it's defining. Um, you know, you can kind of pick the, the moments it defines and, uh, that's kind of how I like it. So those are my two for sure. Love it. Those are both really good. Well, Boone, that, uh, that, that's the last of our questions. Uh, want to say thank you very much again for joining us and, and big time congratulations to you. We, we really look forward to watching you at the next at, at, as your journey continues. So thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Um, I'm thankful, thankful for, for everyone's support. And um, I'm excited to do my thing out in Jersey. Very good. Hey, can you do me one favor? I'm sorry, Tat. I thought about this the whole time. Could you What's, you have a bracket over there behind your uh, right shoulder. Can you show us? Love it. Yeah, so this is my... Uh, it's beautiful. This is, oh, God, it's big. It's very big. So this is my uh, my Juco bracket. I love it. Peace. Yeah. yeah, we just kind of... I just... Uh, it's funny. I've got... <laughs> I've got my state bracket down here, too. Hey. <laughs> I just kind of, I just kind of hide them back there. I don't really, I'm not very materialistic when it comes to those things. So that was a good, Rob. I did not see that earlier. There is room for more. I see Boone. There is room for more brackets. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) All right. Thank you for tuning in. Please share this podcast with your friends. Give us a like and a follow on Facebook and Twitter at QCA Wrestle. And keep an eye out for more QCA wrestling content coming soon.